0: Words of Sri Aurobindo Integral Yoga and Other Paths Deliver the self by means of the self and abandon all dharmas, Gita. There is no real contradiction. The two passages indicate in the Gita system two different movements of its yoga, the complete surrender being the crowning movement. One has first to conquer the lower nature, deliver the self involved in the lower movement by means of the higher self, which rises into the divine nature. At the same time, one offers all one's actions, including the inner action of the yoga, as a sacrifice to the purushottama, the transcendent and immanent divine. When one has a reason into the higher self, has the knowledge and is free, one makes the complete surrender to the divine, abandoning all other dharmas, living only by the divine consciousness, the divine will and force, the divine ananda. Our yoga is not identical with the yoga of the Gita, although it contains all that is essential in the Gita's yoga. In our yoga, we begin with the idea, the will, the aspiration of the complete surrender. But at the same time, we have to reject the lower nature, deliver our consciousness from it, deliver the self involved in the lower nature by the self, rising to freedom in the higher nature. If we do not do this double movement, we are in danger of making a tamasic and therefore unreal surrender, making no effort, no tapas, and therefore no progress. Or else we may make a rajasic surrender, not to the divine, but to some self-made false idea or image of the divine which masks our rajasic ego, or something still worse. The world is, as the Gita describes it, anityam asukham, so long as we live in the present world consciousness. It is only by turning from that to the divine and entering into the divine consciousness that one can possess through the world also, the eternal. The Gita does not speak expressly of the Divine Mother. It speaks always of surrender to the Purushottama. It mentions her only as the Prakriti who becomes the Jiva. That is, who manifests the Divine in the multiplicity and through whom all these worlds are created by the Supreme and he himself descends as the Avatar. The Gita follows the Vedantic tradition which leans entirely on the Ishvara aspect of the Divine and speaks little of the Divine Mother because its object is to draw back from the world nature and arrive at the Supreme Realization beyond it. The tantric tradition leans on the Shakti or Ishwari aspect and makes all depend on the Divine Mother because its object is to possess and dominate the world nature and arrive at the Supreme Realization through it. This yoga insists on both aspects the surrender to the Divine Mother is essential, for without it there is no fulfillment of the object of the yoga. In regard to the Purushottama, the Divine Mother is the supreme divine consciousness and power above the worlds, Shakti. She carries the Supreme in herself and manifests the divine in the worlds through the Akshara, and kshara. In regard to the akshara, she is the same parashakti holding the purusha immobile in herself and also herself immobile in him at the back of all creation. In regard to the kshara, she is the mobile cosmic energy manifesting all beings and forces. Yes, the object Of our yoga is to establish direct contact with the divine above and bring down the divine consciousness from above into all the centers. Occult powers belonging to the mental vital and subtle physical planes are not our object. One can have contact with various divine forces and personalities on the way but there is no need to establish them in the centers, though sometimes that happens automatically, as with the four personalities of the mother, for a time in the course of the sadhana. But it is not a rule to do so. Our yoga is meant to be plastic and to allow all necessary workings of the divine power according to the nature, but these, in their details, may vary with each individual.